Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's racing at Cheltenham and Doncaster and as usual I'm joined by our guests Betfair's Mark Roski and former jump jockey Paul Callahan. Before we get into the races let's see how everybody is. Mark how's it going? We've not spoken much this week. Are you keeping busy? Yeah very busy uh, with work. Um, looking forward to this weekend's action. We've got some top racing at uh, Cheltenham and uh, Donny, uh, so looking forward to that. Yeah, hopefully we can have some uh, winners for the listeners this week. Paul, how's it going? Work keeping you busy there at Boyle Sports? Yeah, I've been busy working, doing a bit of college work as well. It's coming up to assignments and whatnot, but um, and family life as well, keeping us on my toes. But oh, it's pretty good. Uh, you haven't spoke to Mark much this week. I haven't actually spoke to Mark at all, so I think, you know, Wondering why you're so yeah. happy, Callahan. <laughs> I'll tell you what, as well, why I'm so happy. I came in from college. I was working last yesterday during the day, and I study. I'm a college every Monday and Wednesday night, and I do four Saturdays. But landed in last night for work, and we've had a crack fireplace for the last, ooh, well, last year anyway. Maybe um, I'd be slightly agricultural when it comes to fixing things and whatnot. So. I was continuing on to, to like the fire only for my good wife told us not to and as well we were he- heading into the summer but I do like the heat it's in the breeding if you come into to my parents house even during the height of the summer just generally the stove will be lit so I do like the fire lit and um, came home last night the fireplace was actually fixed two days ago by uh, a good friend Paul Boylan and we had the fire lit for the first time in months last night so I came home to that my, my wife had um Wife and kids had, had gone to bed, but my, my wife had put. Had Where's this going, Paul Callahan? It sounds like a bit romantic, a bit afraid, is it not? Where's this going? No, no, we stopped the fire up and I, and I just sat down. I, I ended up over some college stuff with a nice cup of tea and that just rounded off the day nicely. So, first right. of all, problems, but simple things in life. It's the little things, Paul, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. No, we definitely need that fire going for uh, this time of year of Christmas just being around the corner, but I hope you. it means you've been doing your homework, Paul. Yeah, yeah, I got a bit of, in racing terms or college terms? Racing terms. I've uh, done a little bit. I've done as much as I could. Um, so, yeah, we're hopefully looking forward. Great, great weekends racing again. So, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to, to knock out a few winners or at least be competitive. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into it then. Um, the first race we're going to be looking at is the 150 at Cheltenham. All these races we're uh, previewing will be shown on ITV. 150 at Cheltenham is the Racing Post Gold Cup Handicap Chase. It's a grade three over two and a half miles. Laylor is your current favourite. He bounced back to form on his first run for Paul Nichols when he finished third there in the Paddy Power Gold Cup. He's your favourite there at four to one. Silver Hallmark is an interesting horse. He's five to one in the betting. Then we've got Dustil Phil at 6-1 for Philip Hobb in the JP colours. Venetia's got an interesting runner with Rachel Backmore, Book Faraday. Skelton's got Beakstown at 7s. Midnight Shadow, the winner of the big race at the last Cheltenham meeting there with the Paddy Power Gold Cup. Finally got his deserved success. He's 9-1 and bigger are the rest. I'll come to Paul here um, to kick things off. Paul, Leila obviously is your current favourite. It was a good run last time out. Do you want to side with him or you fancy him something at a bigger price? I'd probably look to take him on. It was his run the last day was a lot more encouraging when he finished when he finished third. Before I come to me winning selection, I wouldn't put anyone off having a small each way wager on top of the Cotswolds. 
you'll see it at the first last amount. His top price at the moment, 40 to 1. There are five places on offer if you shop around. And generally, with those firms paying five, it's up to yourself. But the firms paying five, he's around about the 33 to 1 mark. But for a winning selection, I'm going to side with Dostal Phil, who was fourth last time out behind Midnight Shadow. He wasn't, I don't think he was beaten all that far by the winner, but it is only his seven start over fences on Saturday afternoon. He's generally there or thereabouts, and I think he, he should be, I think a bit of value, I think seven to one still represents a bit of value for Dostal Phil. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting horse, Dostal Phil. I always think he, he seems to get well fancied in these races, but maybe never quite goes through with it. But you have to say the last time was definitely more encouraging from him. And who knows, he might be able to build on that performance there. How about you, Mark? Who were you siding with in the first race we were looking at? Yeah, I put um, Layla up last time. And uh, obviously didn't put Midnight Shadow up. One that me and you have put up many a time, Crystal, there, and obviously Sod's Law uh, done the business last time out uh, in the party power. I think, um, I think this is pretty competitive. I think Layla did improve, obviously, moving to Nichols uh, from uh, Willicott Shard, but one five one again, high enough, and I'd, I'd probably want to take on Midnight Shadow, um, up seven pound for for that win last time, up to one five four, pretty high. Um, I quite like um the horse you mentioned, Felicia Williams, Fairnet. Um, horse is running well, Felicia's in the booking of Rachel Blackmore is definitely a positive. Um, I wouldn't look too much. I think Charlie Dodge. I think he's got a connection with, with the owners anyway. I think I don't think he'd have a choice, and obviously. If uh, they're just looking for a spare ride, I mean, Rachel Blackmore is certainly a, a rider you would want. But 25% strike rate at the moment. Very game winner at Sandown last time out as well. No issue switching to Cheltenham for me. Um, I actually think the horse might be better on Cheltenham away that it was game stayed on. Um, up £8 for that. Um, still lightly raced. Conditions will suit. Um, don't say it's very often, but could be a shoeing off 133 here. Could be thrown. Baronet is certainly an interesting horse. He's a horse that I've had my eye on for a little while. Uh, I think he was due to run at uh, the Paddy Power Gold Cup meeting in that race, but the ground wasn't soft enough for him. So it's interesting that he lines up here off a mark of 133, could be thrown in. Rachel Blackmore, obviously, like you say, Mark, is definitely uh, a positive in, in this race. And, and you like to think that um, he can be very competitive. I also as well just give a quick shout out for Beakstown put him up last time out when he finished third at Aintree he ran okay that day shaping like he needed the run his form behind Galvin and Imperial Aura here at the festival back in 2020 reads pretty well that was on his penultimate start he's now down to a, to a mark in the uh, low 130s I think he could still be well handicapped and, and potentially um, this has been a plot job by Skelton so I think he's one you want to keep on side so um, yeah it's definitely an open race but just reflecting then on the selections um, Paul is quite keen on the chances of Dostyle Phil and he wouldn't put you off as well on an each way on top of the Cotswolds uh, and Mark likes Faraday in agreement with me and also as well I'll give a positive mention for Beakstown Okay, so the next race we're going to be looking at is the 225 at Cheltenham. It's the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle, registered as the Bristol's uh, Novices Hurdle. It's a grade two over uh, over three miles. And Blazing Cow is your current favourite for Donald McKerney and Charles Burns. Currently available at six to five. Um, quite a short price, obviously, but was a very uh, uh, game performer last time out, pulling away in the closing stages. I think he's quite hard to oppose here. Uh, but I'll come to you, Mark. Uh, Mark, is Blazing Cow uh, a horse we want to be keeping on side? 
Yeah, as I said previously, good old Charles. Um, I think you just got to watch the market for this one. It was quite weak um, when it won last time out at Cheltenham. Um, turned over, I think it was a Paul Nichols horse. Yeah, Jolino Bello. This one actually went off odds on, if I remember correctly, in the day around five to six, four to five. Um, actually, it was there was something else there. So I'm actually thinking of another one there. But uh, I think Blazing Cow, I didn't think he jumped that well that last, last time out. Um, a bit higher in the weights for me. Um, I don't think I don't think the form is that great. If I'm being honest with you, um, like I think this is one you want to be taking on. Jolino Bell is getting three pound swing with Blazing Cal. Current Moods getting five pound swing with your favourite jockey on board, Adam Wedge, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Right. What, 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 what's your views on the Adam Wedge from the front? Obviously, I know your views were on hold up horsey, but from the front, what's your views on him? Not too bad. Um, he had a horse, uh, wins under fire, I think it was, when he made all at Newcastle the other week. Same horse, actually ran today at Taunton and actually ran quite well for a long way, um, but just um, got caught by a better horse uh, in the crane stage. But yeah, Adam Wedge from the front, I, I think he, he he is a solid uh, jockey. Uh, do, you know I'd like, do you know what I'd like to see? I can see you laughing, Crystal. Do you know what would be a nice stat to find out? Adam Wedge riding for uh, Evan Williams on hold-up horses. What's, what's the strike rate of that, you think? Mm. Anyway, we're digressing here. I, uh, I, I'm i willing to take Blazing, Blazing Kale on at the prices. I mean, I think if this thing goes off around even money else on, I think you want to be laying this, um, especially with these these connections um, a little bit up in the weights. I thought the uh, the Lucy Morgan horse run quite well last time. That one's overpriced, kind of 20 to 1. Um Obviously, Sean Bowen takes the right. I think that former Mr. Glass is actually okay. And again, Adam Wedge was on board that day and um, gave it a right quiet ride. And I think if he actually put the horse in the race earlier, not halfway up the running, I think he would have won. I think Mr. Glass was all out that day. That form could be okay. Um, that wasn't intentional, referring to Adam Wedge there. But I think he gave, I think favourite backers that day, that he should have bought a lottery ticket because if Adam Wedge was more vigorous there and he'd actually put the horse in the race, not. 100 yards from the, the winning line, I think Lord Bervoco, first time out, would have won that race. Would have turned over the odds-on favourite of Mr. Glass. So I think Blazing Cow is a lay here. I'll be laying it all day. Interesting thoughts there um, from Mark. How about you, though, Paul? Are you keen on the, on the favourite here? you disagreeing with Mark? Yeah, I, but like yourself, Chris, I find him hard to, difficult to oppose. Probably not a race I'd be getting involved with, to be honest. But, you know, it was when the last day was in grade two company. The time of the race, albeit wasn't, it was a little over 12 seconds slower than standard. But it was only his second start over hurdles. You'd imagine he's, you know, he, he has the, the penalty, he carries 11-3 here, but he's going to improve for that run. He will need to improve probably to take this again. But, you know, the benefit of it's a small field again, so that won't bother him. The last day was a six-runner field, but the run in Galway probably stood to him in good stead over hurdles. It was a 17 runner affair in, in the maiden orderly one back in October. He's he's obviously a horse that's held in high regard. He's a grade two winner already and he's short enough, but I, I would see no reason to oppose him. I wouldn't be backing at else just for the sake, but you know, they, they would have to yeah. be a good performance elsewhere, I think, to, to get the better up. I think um, I'm, I'm sort of swayed as well, with just with the connections as well. I just I could back one of his at that those prices being really honest with you and I was again I think uh, the uh, Lord, Lord Burroke was a massive eye catcher last time out if that went through more prominently um, it improves for that run last time out I think 
20 to 1 is absolutely massive. It's just unfortunate there's no um, eight runners. 20 to 1 is huge. I could see that one running, running its odds. Yeah, definitely interesting thoughts there from the guys. I can see why Mark would maybe want to take him on being so short, but at the end of the day, Charles Burns is known with handicappers rather than horses going straight into greater company. So maybe he thought that this horse would be too good to win a handicap um, and could probably uh, be a, a major player at the top table so early in his career. So so maybe maybe that maybe it's just something we've got got to get used to there. There, so yeah, um, Blazing Cow is for me and um, Paul, but Mark is keen to oppose him and quite likes the chances of Low Derg Rocco to possibly outrun his odds. We then move to the next race we're going to be talking about. It's the feature race of the two-day meeting. It's the Unibet International Hurdle Grade Two contest, and last year's winner, Song for Someone, currently heads the betting. I thought he shaped pretty well last time out. Uh, Ascot um, probably just maybe needed the run that day. He might be able to get an easy uncontested lead here. Uh, he's normally a sound jumper. I think he's going to take a while to beat him this year. Paul, though, do you agree with me? Yeah, I'm going to go with with someone for someone. I don't think he gets an uncontested lead. Um, the heaven help us. Paul Hennessy's mare likes to go off in front. Danny Mullins takes the mount. Of course, at Richie Condon based in in America with, with Kerry Bryan, which I think Richie's actually out with a bad injury at the minute, so wish him a, a speedy recovery. Um, heaven help us, likes to go forward. She'll set it. She'll be tough enough to pass now, I think, heaven help us. But I think she might just set it up for some for someone who generally likes to go forward, but he does hit that flat spot. And I think the pace that heaven help us will set, will play into to song for someone's hands, come to business end things. So, Song for someone to, to get off the mark for the season following his, his second on his second start since having a window. So Paul is in agreement with me with Song for Someone. Mark, how about you? Are we going to make it uh, all of us in, in agreement or are you going to be uh, playing the pantomime villain? I play the pantomime villain. I don't know where you're getting that from, but um, I'm in agreement with Paul Callahan with uh, Heaven Help Us. I think that one could be very dangerous um, if given an easy lead. And obviously you've got the rider. Uh, Danny Mullins, I mean, he's dynamite from the front. So, fourteen to one is a big price. Um, not a plug for for Betfair here, but could be the perfect back to lay because if this thing goes goes clear, um, could trade a lot shorter and running, so you could get a nice back to lay there. But yeah, actually, I don't want to be negative again about taking on favourites, but I think Song for Someone is a bit short around seven to four. Um, I know we were there that day uh, when this one ran last time. I asked Scott Chris um, personally. I don't think the form is that great. Um, so I do remember I was I was saying to you, um, Nico, Nico's niggling buzz, Nico's niggling buzz. And it, it did look like that visually on the course. It didn't look happy. It wasn't travelling that well. Um, and if you look at the reports, they're seeing this thing absolutely hacked up buzz, but it didn't look like that visually when we were there. Um, and if you look at the the, the all the in-running action on Betfair as well, they, they would agree that he, he was getting niggled along. I just think he outstayed them. Um, Goshan didn't run his race. He, he's an absolute... Monkey can't be trusted. Um, I think Song for Someone had every chance. Uh, it just wasn't good enough. And then when I'm looking at the, the, the form and offer here, I think Soroyal's got, got the better form. Um, I mean, Soroyal's 3-1, to one, Song for Someone's 
seven to four. They're off level weights. I think that run at Newcastle was was a was a fair run. Um, I think the form of Epiton, I mean, I think that's the best form on offer. If you look at his two previous runs, when Cannon Kempton formed solid, um, I think they've got the wrong favourite here. I think if you can lay song for someone that's four to seven in the field, that's a, that's a good bet for me. Uh, I think Garger Dream's got a chance as well. Bally Adam could bounce back. Um, I mean, if you're laying song for someone, seven to four, six to four, I think you fill your boots to lay it in the winner. Interesting thoughts there from Mark. So he's opposing once again me and Paul. Me and Paul are in agreement with Song for Someone, and Mark's quite keen. It's a game of opinions, you know. Like I think if, if Song for Someone was around five to one, ninety two, it'd be, it'd be it could potentially be value there. But seven or four, it's about the value. You got to be taking taking on at that price. Interesting there from Mark. So he's quite keen then on So Real. He thinks he should be. Uh, the favourite instead of song for someone but we'll see what happens then on Saturday afternoon we then move on to the next race we're going to be talking about it's the 335 the Close Brothers Mare's Handicap Hurdle a class 2 handicap over two and a half miles this race has actually not been a bad one over the last few years I remember back in 2019 I was there when Damned a Company and uh, Indefatigable uh, were first and second in the race and then they subsequently went on to win uh, uh, the Cheltenham Festival, so it can be a race to follow. Trapista is your current favourite at ten to three. Only two runs so far, won both of them. I just thought here was maybe a little bit too short, uh, and there, there was plenty of others you could um, take her on with. Uh, are you in agreement there with me, Mark, or is this fill your boots time? I've um, I'm quite keen on the absolute outsider here, uh, Nikki Henderson's lust for glory. Um, Stable's definitely coming back to a bit of form here. She's 20 to 1 at the moment. Um, she's off 127. Um, she's 1 of 136. I think it ran a decent race last time um, at Ascot. I think seed rider, uh, but I think still had a chance in contention. Dropped two pounds for that. I mean, down at 127. Refused to race at Newby would be a concern. Uh, again, this is one it's going to go off a big price. And, and if, if this one does um if she does if she does race, she's going to be trading shorter immediately. Um, because obviously that's going to be factored into the price. I mean, she could be trading around 30s, 40s, 50s on the bet for exchange just before the off. And if she does go off, she could easily be trading 20s. If she goes to the front, again, another bat to lay. I just think with a stable form, um has decent form on soft ground as well, has form with uh Denisha Williams uh Faranet at Sandown. Uh, and 13th of March on soft ground. So Friday it hacks up. Um, you never know. Uh, the farm could look okay. All the best grounds came on, all the best form is on heavier soft ground. Um, you'd imagine Cheltenham's going to get cut up um, as the day goes on. Last two runs have been on good ground. So getting back on our favourite surface, nine nine pound below the last winning mark as well. I think this one could be dangerous with a stable form, Nico on board. I think 20 to 1 is a big price. I don't, I don't think it should be that price in the day. I see the money coming for her. Yeah, she's definitely an interesting contender, obviously being campaigned over fences. Uh, Maybe it's short, but that's a good thing because the fair is taking a lot of the market here, Chris. We can get 20 to 1 on something here. Can well outrun our odds. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the favourite could potentially drift on, on, on the day personally. Um, and I think that's for Glory. You make a good case for there and she's definitely one maybe we, we want to be keeping on side and you might be able to get extra places with some sports books potentially on the day. So that's for Glory. It is for Mark. How about you though, Paul? Um, did you fancy something at a nice juicy price like Mark? I quite like Martello Sky, who was a good winner on um, seasonal reappearance at Market Raisin. I thought ran pretty well, despite being a beaten joint favourite at entry last time. It wasn't beaten all that far. Adrian Heskin takes the was on board that occasion. Aidan Coleman 
is on board on Saturday. But I'm going to side with the Paul Weber train in the Fadage, but I'm a big fan of the mayor. I think she's been a cracking servant to connections. She should be competitive once again off 145. It's, it's, it is interesting. She carries 11, 12. And I know Rex Dingle would, would have been a, a regular pilot in the past. Um, and he's lost his claim. It is interesting that connections, however, have opted not to claim off 11, 12. Daryl Jacob takes the mount. And she should be thereabouts at odds of 6 to 1. Yeah, she's definitely interesting. If bouncing back to form, you'd like to think maybe this is a little bit easier for her. And like I say, she did finish second in this race a couple of years ago. So uh, indefatigable is for Paul. We then are going to go to the racing at Doncaster now, where we're just going to look at the two races there. First one of them is going to be the 240. It's the Bet365 Summit Juvenile Hurdle. Only a small field, but it's quite an interesting one. Nevertheless, Porticello is your current favourite 13 to 8. I thought he was a little bit too short, actually. He was wandering around a little bit green in the closing stages at Weatherby. thought he was a little bit too short, and I thought Knight Salute potentially had the best form on offer. He was a, a good winner when he won last time at Cheltenham. Paddy Brennan gave him an excellent ride that day. Holds a few of these on uh, on form. I thought they actually had the wrong favourite here. Um, Paul, do you agree with me? Do you think uh, we've got the wrong favourite with uh, Porticello? I actually do. I would be siding with Nike Salute as well. Three from three over hurdles. He was he done well, I thought, extremely well to win last time out at Cheltenham under Paddy Brennan. Paddy Brennan again retains the, the match. I think Mitchell Bastian has won on him in the past, won at Kempton back in, in October. He probably did he was very keen the last day. He did well to win. You'd imagine when he, you know, with racing experience, he'll settle more. There should be more to come. And it's obviously eye-catching that, that Paddy Brennan retains the mount. So it's nice salute for me. Paul, again, once an agreement for me. Seems like we're teaming up a lot this week. Is Mark again going to be opposing us? I am here, guys. You know, a balanced opinion, you know. But now, listen, I did look at nice salute. Uh, back this one last time. I've done it well under Paddy. I think stayed on well um, up the hill. My only concern is um, has to carry a penalty. Is only ever one on good ground. I'm not sure how this one might handle the softer conditions. I think um, I think at the price around five to one's a fair price. I think if this one was around seven to four, six to four, probably one you want to be taking on. Um, I thought this was quite a quite a tricky race. Um, I'm not too keen on the bottom one of Donald McCain. I think that one's uh, his depth here. Um, it's too big to be to be laying. Um, if there's one you'd want to be taking on, I think um, I think you'd be wanting to take on the the Nichols horse here, um, and just draw around three to one. Um, the stable, stable is flying, but I'm not, I'm not, I can't see that one turning around the form um, with with Night Salute. And look at the prices. That one's 11 at four. Night Salute's five to one. And Night Salute's well on top of the finish. So if you were going to ask me for a selection, I think, and you've got the eight runners there, I think Night Salute's a crack in each way, but it's only, only concern would be the ground, the small stakes. Yeah, I do agree with you on that. I, I think Night Salute, obviously, was impressive last time out. Probably does have the best form on offer. Probably holds Magistrato again. But yeah, the, the ground, if it did, if, if rain does get a little bit more into the ground, it could be against him. Maybe too friendly could be the one to take him take him on with as well. I thought he was quite impressive actually the last time at, at Newcastle. You know, still two out two. He was quite keen and green, but I don't think it was... That's a... when I'm looking at the prices, Chris, as well. Because Porticello, the favourite, has Magistral held on form anyway. So how can Magistral be 11-4 here? Yeah, so you've got a nice salute. Last time I went, I think the time is taking that one on. Yeah, I I agree. 
But uh, yeah, it looks a trappy little race on paper, but I think maybe the market does have it slightly wrong. We then move to the last race we're going to be looking at. It's the 315 at Doncaster. It's the Bet365 Handicap Chaser Class 2. And two for gold is your current favourite. Seven to four with some firms. I thought he's a little bit too short here. He's a horse that's sometimes a little bit in and out. I thought this was quite a competitive race. Off top weight, I thought the Wolf, Puerto Rico, even Fidux, you know, you can make solid cases for them. Um, Mark, did you did, did you like any of those that I just mentioned? It can be. They've been punting a few this week, um, but the bottom are getting beat. Um, I think it's, again, quite short. I agree with you. I think seven to four is short enough. Uh, four to seven, the field would be value. I think the Wolf's interesting. Only one of these yards flying. Buchan Adrian Heskins a positive. I mean, they've got nearly a 30% strike rate right now. They're absolutely flying. Um, got a form of vintage clouds at Cheltenham as well. But, I mean, if you wanted just a, a straight bet, it would probably be to take on the favourite um, outright off 150, 4 to 7 in the field. But I was quite keen on uh, Jessica Harrington's, uh, well, the ex Jessica Harrington's jet. I mean, this one's always threatened to win a big race. The amount of times I've backed this horse, I wouldn't say done my bollocks, but the amount of times I've backed this horse, it's came there rather than just not done the business. He's 10 now. I mean, but I think the Grand National would be the long-term plan. But he's dropped five five pounds since running in the national last year. He's off 145. And he looks a solid each way proposition because he will stay. But my only concern is that is he is he going to be fully tuned first time out? But again, he's trained by Ollie Murphy now, stables flying. For two mile two mile seven can maybe be on the short side as well at Donnie. But I just I think if this one's fully tuned up and it, and they go a right slog, this one could outstay them. Interesting there with Jet. I think I've actually just identified the target race for him. Mm-hmm. He's been brought by the Wally Cohens. He's going to run in the amateur um, entry at entry. Yeah, in, with Sam Wally Cohen. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't want to win by too far. Sam, just just win a neck or yeah. win half a length. So, that'll do. So just this will home, be. You know? So once we get to April, it won't be the Grand National. It'll be the the race in it over two and a half miles. Um, what's what's the handicap ratings for that one? What what's the low rate? Run off level weight. All right, okay, so this one's okay. Sam can win by as far as he wants on Saturday. That's fine. Doesn't yeah, matter. exactly. You know, his best form arguably could be if he gets a, into a good rhythm out in front that day. Uh, yeah, he, he might win that race. So you heard it here first that Jet is going to win that amateur uh, riders um, race uh, at, at Aintree in April. I don't know. I, I might even do a request a bet or something, see if we can get 50 to 1. I mean, I'm, I'm actually well, already. Don't do it. Don't do it in your name with Sky because they'll cut the price straight away. Well, no, we see what price we get first. Um, don't do it on your account because then they'll cut it because you're basically right. marking a card from. Don't do that. Get right. someone else to do it. All right. Well, let's see what price we can get and then we'll go from there. Anyway, um, Jet is for Mark. Uh, Paul, um, who did you like in uh, the last race with preview? I'm going to side with the Wolf. I think two for gold is going to go off out in front. He unseated on his first run. He unseated on his last run last season. He actually unseated on his first run as well. He's quite fancy for the what was the old Hennessy uh, at Newbury, now the, the Ladbrokes Trophy. You have a small field here with the Wolf. Likes to drop in. I think he was second when coming off the, the pace at Perth last time out. I think that style of riding with two for golds going forward is going to suit the Wolf and Adrian Heskins tactics, I think, more here at Doncaster, more of a galloping track. I do think the Kim Bailey's horse is going to go off. How quick and will he be able to stay going? We'll, we'll soon find out shortly after 3.15. But I think that just could set the race up nicely for the Wolf. 
It was a step forward. He wasn't beaten all that far by Fortescue of Henry Daly's last time out. That run was back towards the, the end of April at the Perth Festival. And um, it should be fresh. You know, he's on the back of a bit of a break. Fitness is taken on trust. But I think his style of racing with two for gold in there, making the running, anticipating the, to make the running, I think will, will suit the Wolf here. So I'm going with the, the current second favourite against the favourite in this one. Well, we're all in agreement now that we want to take on two for gold. It'll be interesting to see how the market reacts to him on the day. I could personally see him um, maybe drifting. I think a lot of people want to take him on for obvious reasons, and we've got two alternative selections there with the Wolf for Paul and Jet for Mark. So that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for the guys uh, for giving up their time once again. Hopefully, We've got some winners for you this week. If you haven't done so already, remember to follow us on all our podcast platforms, including the likes of Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple. Also as well, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter, where our handle is at in the saddle pod. But once again, thanks for your time, uh, gents. Uh, please gamble responsibly. Hopefully we can have some winners this week and we'll be hearing from you again soon. 